Playful World Ministries presents Guess Who's Coming for Christmas, a five-part audio comedy drama written by Sandy Brownlee and originally produced for Family Life Network, Kevin Van Buren producer. When we originally produced this radio drama, we had some really talented people around us. Uh, you can't do a radio drama by yourself. Nope. And of course, we were famous for grabbing people in the hallway to do comedy bits for the morning show <laughs> and whatnot. Uh, but when we were doing a radio drama, we needed to up the game a little bit. And so we had a troupe of really great actors at our disposal. Oh, yeah. With this one, God gave us people with great comic timing. Which is you rare, know. by the way. Yeah. I mean, um, Charlie Rizzo, who did the male lead. And Janice Slocum did Caroline. So they were Gary and Caroline, our two main characters, if you will, the main couple. Yeah. And, and Charlie has a theater background as long as my arm, okay? He's just one of those guys. He's a terrific actor and comedian. Uh-huh. And Janice hung right there with him. Yeah. And as you'll see, their timing was incredible. And then Sandy wrote herself into the play because, you know, when you're the writer, you can do that. Yeah. Um, especially if you've got acting chops, and she does. And so Sandy played Maddie Green, which is Gary's mother the prodigal mother that comes home. Mm -hmm. And then we pulled in a ringer for her friend, Maury. Maury Green was played by uh, Hollywood actor Jim Custer. Yes, he was wonderful. Um, Unfortunately, he passed away, but he was just one of those people who he could play almost any role. Yeah, he had an amazing ability to play characters. That was his his strength was to play some character, not just the average Joe, but some quirky person or whatever. And the other part I loved about Jim, God rest his soul, he's in heaven now. But Jim was the kind of guy who made everybody around him better. Yes. And we would bring him in because that was innate to him, but it also, he would teach. And he would help us all get better because he was such an experienced actor, having been in Hollywood, Mm -hmm. having toured all over the country on stage. He had chops and he could teach and make us all a little better than we were when we walked in. And Denny played Maddie's <laughs> clueless brother. <laughs> you know, when your wife writes a script and you keep ending up as the idiot, you know, I, I could have a complex. If it, it, it was accidental, I'm sure. Yeah. It, it was just, you know, um, yeah. Yeah. Listen, yeah. if you've ever written a story, you write with certain people you know in mind for certain characters. And that's all I'm going to say. And I do not have a divorce lawyer or anything like that. So we've hung in there. No, you're stuck for the rest of your life. That's right. That's right. Stuck I shall remain. And then we finally, uh, playing a smaller part as the waiter, was our own Dave Strobolakos, who was one of the on-air announcers on staff and uh, did a lot with the children's ministries as well. It's one of those guys that was on stage and we'd pull out of the halls to do stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he had some chops too. So we had some pretty good ringers on this cast and it shows up in the timing of the comedy. That is not an easy thing to do. And it's an easy thing to screw up. Absolutely. Just watch some of the shows on TV that are supposed to be funny Saturday night live. Uh, And uh, (laughs) yeah, this is kind of a sidetrack, but you've got sitcoms that have laugh tracks and it's probably a good thing. Yeah. They tell you when to laugh, but you take a live show like Saturday Night Live and um, it better be funny or you don't have the laugh track you needed and thus the timing begins to suffer and it's an easy thing to start trying too hard. And when you start trying too hard on comedy, uh-uh. it's, uh, it's yeah. a no win. 
So the point to all of this here is if you've got really good comic timing, it evokes laughter. And of course, that's what you want to do. And so we're going to dig more into laughter uh, later on in the episode. But first, we need to get back to our dysfunctional Harbin family. <laughs> you know, families are often dysfunctional because at one moment, you can be a sibling or another family member's best friend. In another instance, you could be their worst enemy and vice versa. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why are you looking at me? Um, <laughs> so, well, why, hey, why? Ask your brother that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, we don't have enough episode for that. Um, but why do you think that is? Is that you know you can be a best friend or a worst enemy? Well, family members know each other too well. They know all their secrets, all their weaknesses, blind spots. They can bring up the past. <laughs> you know, they know your history. Well, and, and, and not only that, but you've dealt with their blind spots, their weak points that you don't like, and it gets on your last nerve way quicker than it would with someone else. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. So that, that's the whole issue. We know each other too well and uh, can't get past these little hot buttons. Yeah, we like pushing those little hot buttons, don't yeah, we? It's yeah, yeah. Let's just fun. pull those out. What's cool, though, is when you get somebody that comes into a family. I mean, this happens when people marry in, like when you first married me. Yeah. You saw some family dynamics that I didn't recognize. Yeah, I did. You want me to go into them? Well, no, in just, a generic way. Okay. These weren't you know, it just sometimes when you go back into the family, you don't realize like if you're visiting, that you go into exactly the same pattern you've always had. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to. And that's what an outside perspective can bring. It's, it's like, you know, you're not 17 anymore. You don't have to turn into a 17-year-old when you enter the house. And apparently, that's kind of what I did. But uh, enough about <laughs> me. <laughs> Why don't we move forward here? Uh, with that perspective that an outsider can bring a whole new outlook to the family, and that can be a really good thing. So now we dig deeper into the family history of the Harbins. And we find out Caroline needs to laugh. Maybe more than we realized. And that's just the ticket for a Vegas comedian. As we get into episode three of Guess Who's Coming for Christmas. <laughs> Stop. No, 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 no. Stop. One more, one more. Okay, see, uh, this horse walks into this restaurant, you know, and the waiter says to him, Why the long face? <laughs> Please, no more. Yeah, sounds like my last audience in Atlantic City. Only they were throwing rotten tomatoes at the oh, time. they were not. You're right. They were fresh tomatoes. <laughs> hey, this kid's great. She'll laugh at anything. Shoehorn. Sousaphone. <laughs> See what I mean? Stop it. Oh, 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 I haven't lost it like that in a long time. Too long. Not since... What? Since Nick at night dropped growing pains? <laughs> no, uh, since my, my miscarriage. Oh, I, uh, such a slow meal I am. <laughs> Always with the jokes. I'm, I, I'm sorry. No, I, I didn't... no, you didn't know. And it felt great just to laugh. <laughs> All right, you said you were going to teach me how to make... Uh, what is it? Kala. Ah, so here it is, my never-used bread machine. Good. 
First, take out the little bucket thing. Okay. Put in three-quarter cup of warm water. Water. Next, the canola oil. Got it. And eggs. Eggs. No, 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 no. <laughs> what are you doing? What? You've never seen anyone juggle eggs before. <laughs> One, two, three. <laughs> See? They're pre-beaten. <laughs> I've never seen anybody cook like you, Maury. <laughs> oh, my Sophie taught me. Sophie? Uh, my first wife. Oh. She died five years ago. Oh. She was so sick, she was ready to go. Oh, I'm so sorry. Ah, not to worry. It's not like I won't see her again. See her? What do you mean, see her? Oh, in heaven, of course. Oh, of course. I mean, I didn't know that you... Well, I mean... I... Well, that comedians believe in heaven? No. Well, <laughs> yes. I mean, not everybody believes... Yeast? Ah, there. Just put it right on top. Bread machines, I love them. <laughs> this has been so much fun. Well, a merry heart is great for the spirit. Well, that's funny. Maddie said the same thing the other day. I uh, know. I taught her. It sounds familiar. It should. Hmm. It's from the Bible. A regular Bible? Oh, I mean... It's from the book of Proverbs. Maury, you really think there's a heaven? Oh, I know there is. What? I mean, how can you be so sure it's true? Well, I believe it because Yeshua says it's true. Yeshua? Jesus. Jesus? But I thought you were... I am. I'm a messianic comedian. <laughs> <laughs> I believe Jesus Christ is, is the Messiah. And then... I couldn't believe it. Maury says he's a messianic... A what? Uh, a comedian. I mean, it... I know what you mean. Then what? Well, then you came home with the groceries. Oh, this is too weird. I know. I didn't know you could do that. Do what? Believe in Jesus if you were... Well, you know what... Oh, that's not the half of it, Caroline. I mean, Mom says Maury's got her to convert. Convert to what? To being a Christian. I, I thought she was a Christian. <laughs> yeah, me too. I mean, we went to church... Well, sometimes. Anyway, after that bombshell, I didn't know what to say. It's just kind of... Mom, is everything all right? I... Oh, we're fine, son. I, I just wanted to know if we could turn up the heat a little bit. Oh, sure. The thermostat's in the hall. By, by the... the light switch. I remember. <laughs> um, Gary. Uh-huh? I'm glad we had a chance to talk, son. Uh, especially about Jesus. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, me too. Uh, good night. What's going on? Messianic something or other. Church people becoming Christians. I don't get it. You think it's maybe some kind of a cult? Oh, Caroline, I don't think it's a cult. 72 degrees. That's better. Well? Oh, he's fine. He even said he was glad we had our talk. Good. That's good. Uh, have you seen the Ben Gay? Oh, um, over on the bureau. I told him all about how you led me to the Lord, uh -huh. and, and he listened. Uh, mm. Really listened. He didn't say one word all the way home. <laughs> oh, uh, did you take the puppy out? Oh, and... All taken care of. Here's your pillow, sweetie. Oh, thanks, Sugar. <laughs> so, how did it go with Caroline? Oh, fantastic. She ate up every word. And half a loaf of challah, too. <laughs> uh, uh, Maddie... Uh, did you know she had a miscarriage? Oh, Ray called me. I wanted so bad to come back then, well, but I... Well, you were ready, I know. 
been gay? Oh, uh, please. You know, it's one year ago this Christmas, Maddie. Oh, you're right. One year since you introduced me to my Jesus. You had a tender heart, just like Caroline's. <laughs> and Gary's. It's going down like butter. <laughs> like butter. Mm. Oh, you thinking what I'm thinking? A few sugar cookies, a glass of milk. Yeah. Uh, we shouldn't, but let's do it anyway. <laughs> I, I'll beat you to the refrigerator. <laughs> just, oh, hear us, so. What's wrong? Is everything okay? Oh, uh, just a midnight snack. Not to worry. Oh, go back to bed, son. We'll try to keep it down. <laughs> okay. Uh, good night. <laughs> I think they're handling this really well, don't you? Like sugar cookies. Come on. <laughs> Gary, are they okay? Oh, they're just fine, thank you very much. The two lovebirds are just going down for a midnight snacky-poo. Caroline, this is crazy! I can't handle it! Let's see, eggs, juice, bacon... Oh, oh well, better not do that. Coffee? Right there. Morning. Huh? Ray? What are you doing here? Again? Waiting for breakfast. Anybody seen the sports section? Oh, yeah, there it is. Don't look at me. He's your family. Oh, good. You guys act like you didn't get any sleep. That's because someone was tossing and turning all night when he wasn't beating a dead horse. It's not a dead horse. At 2 o'clock in the morning, it's a dead horse. Dead horse? Uh, maybe I shouldn't ask what's for breakfast. <laughs> morning, Maury. Ah, that's what I like to hear. Together, a couple in perfect unity. Ooh, that coffee smells wonderful. And Caroline? Gary? Fine. I'll get it. Here. Thanks. <laughs> Ooh, that's a ticket. You know, I slept like a baby last night. I'm glad someone did, because I... I sure didn't. Oh, that's too bad. You should try some Ben Gay. It helps. Ah, there's my Maddie girl. Morning, Glory. Merry Christmas Eve. I slept like a baby. See? It's a bin gay. Oh, it really works, you know. Mmm, something smells good. Oh, and I could certainly eat a horse. Ooh, is that the omelet pan? Can I help with the eggs? No. I, <laughs> I mean, you've done quite enough already. Oh, sorry. Uh, what was that, son? Did you say something? I said I didn't sleep because, because I was... Because he was just so excited that you're here for Christmas. What? Oh, that's sweet. It's not what I said. Uh, Gary, I... help me with the orange juice. But I don't want it. Sweetheart. Caroline. Now... What's the big idea cutting me off like that? I am not going to have you spoiling my holiday just because your mom's joined a religious cult. It's not a cult. It's... I don't know what it is, but it's not a cult. Whatever. Just put a lid on it, okay? And don't let this Christian stuff interfere with having a normal Christmas. Christmas? What about it? It's, uh, coming right up. Just like breakfast. Gary. Oh, that reminds me. Maury, sweetie, we better get ready. I need to go to the mall. I still have a couple of presents I need to get. Presents? Oh, oh no, presents. Oh, is something wrong? Uh, no, no, fine. Everything's fine. Uh, we need to go to the mall, too. We do? 
presents. We don't have presents for your mom and Maury. Presents? No, I don't think hey, so. Hey, the mall? Reggie Harris is signing autographs over there today. Best linebacker in the business. Can we go? <laughs> oh, oh, that, that Ray. Ray. But yes, laughter brings healing. Uh, at least that's our theory, and we're sticking with it. And it's how God can heal family dysfunction, right? Yeah, and I think of your family. Why do you and think it, of... Well, you are a product of it. Your and family was I, no... Whoops. Uh, pic- uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> edit that yes, part out. Uh, I was going to say, actually, something complimentary. Oh, um, that your family is one of the funniest families I've ever been around. Okay, yeah, and both sides of my family are funny in different ways. But I think of my dad's family and the reason they were so funny. But when my dad's family got together for a holiday meal and that sort of thing, it, if everybody was in a good mood, it could be one of the funniest times. It'd be like a Dean Martin roast. Yeah, I was thinking that. <laughs> everybody at the table was funny. And it was a rite of passage as you got old enough to be able to hang with uncle so-and-so and aunt so-and-so and dad and cousin so-and-so. And, you know, and I remember being about 14 when my jokes finally started getting laughs. It was kind of a training ground for, for comedy. You know, if you could get the cousins to laugh, if you could get my brother to spit milk out his nose... That was a jackpot, man. <laughs> Booyah, yes. <laughs> exactly. And there was a lot of laughter. Almost, it was probably too much. If other families showed up, they probably would have been rolling their eyes and checking their watches. But it was comedy that was sort of a coping mechanism. Yeah. My dad's family, for various reasons I won't go into, had a lot of pain in their family. And I know that each one of those senses of humor came out of... Uh, Covering up pain or, or dealing with pain or just putting it aside. Yeah, know? and it was a gift. It certainly was a gift because laughter is a gift, and it came yes. from God. Mm-hmm. And speaking of God... <laughs> <laughs> nice segue. <laughs> God called us, actually, to a, a ministry of laughter and healing. That's absolutely true. Sandy and I have been in some form of Christian ministry in the creative end of things, uh, specifically yep. music and drama and such like that, for about three and a half decades. I'm mm. rounding off. I, yep. I don't want to tell how old we are. But we've been doing this pretty much our whole married life. What would you say is the common denominator we have here with everything we've done over the years? Where's it coming from? Well, I'll go back to our mission statement that we came up with eons ago, which is we want to bring laughter and healing to the body of Christ and to the world. And laughter is, I love what I discovered that I shared with you, a quote from Meister Eckhart, who was kind of a Christian mystic. And he says, we were born of the laughter of the Trinity. And I just love that because it's so true. I mean, Look at an ostrich. How can you not say God doesn't have a sense of humor? Yeah. You know? Well, That's almost a far-sight animal, you know? Well, go back to the actual scripture. And, you know, God made us in his own image. He didn't say that about the animals and plants and stuff. He said that about us as, as yeah. human beings. And rather than speak us into creation, he formed a man from the dust, right? Mm-hmm. And then he breathed into him, right? 
He is like he started our life with a kiss. With a kiss, or you could say, you know, if you've ever practiced CPR, maybe you haven't given it, hopefully, but you've practiced it. What you do is you blow air into the victim's mouth. Mm-hmm. You into them. Yeah. You. Could it be that God actually laughed us into existence? Oh, yeah. I he, mean, I mean, just look at us, okay? That's right. Uh, <laughs> so he kissed us into existence. He breathed life into our lungs. He laughed us into uh-huh. existence. Yep. So laughter is one of the staples of believing in God, yep. knowing that you are dearly loved and that he delights and laughs, not at us, but he laughs from the creation of us. He laughs oh, yeah. that we are. Yeah, I mean, laughter is innate in our humanity. Okay, all that to say, Sandy and I like laughter, and we like to yeah. help generate it. We have a motto for our marriage, which has held us together for years. Oh, this is deeply profound. You may yeah, want to grab yeah, a pen. Yeah, and uh, it really, it's, love means being stupid together. That's right. Did you catch the gravity of that? I, it's, easy, it's, easy, honey. I need a moment. I need a moment. Hold it together. Okay. Le- <sighs> yeah. Love is being stupid together, a motto that we've lived by for nearly 40 years now. Oh, yeah. And all those years of stupidness have bonded us in a way that no Gorilla Glue could. No, or duct tape. Duct tape. And, maybe, well, yeah, duct tape. Well, maybe duct tape could do it, but not Gorilla Glue. No, no, no. No. Because, you know. How do you squeeze glue out of a gorilla in the first place? I don't want to try. You know, right? Right? No. That's why no. it's so very rare. And who discovered that it was so gluey? Right. And by the same token, how did we get tape from a duck? These things are things that we ponder. And as you can see. We're being stupid. Together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if you'd like to be a vital part of our stupidity... And, and who, who wouldn't? wouldn't. Please, <laughs> please check out our show notes that come with this show on how you can become one of our financial partners. Just look for the link that says Giving Fuel slash Brownlee. And who wouldn't want to slash, slash Brownlee? Brownlee right? <laughs> As you can see, we need all the help we can get. So anyway, please consider being a vital uh, financial partner with Playful World Ministries. Yes, Laughter is healing. But some pain goes a bit deeper and needs a deeper healing. Mm-hmm. Because you don't come to a family gathering without a little baggage. It's the gift that keeps on giving. Indeed. Yeah. As we'll find out next time on Episode 4 of Guess Who's Coming for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs>